0: To get into the Deshaun Jackson situation, so let's backtrack. Give you guys history. To everybody that was tuned in earlier, I'm, we're back, so you can tune back in and, and chime in whenever you're ready. So, if you don't know, there was a tweet by Deshaun Jackson. He made a reference to Adolf Hitler. Uh, it was taken very hard by a lot of people, Jewish, the Jewish community. He has apologized twice. Mm -hmm. And we have a situation, if you will. Mike, thanks for tuning back in, Mike Vitano. So we have a situation, if you will, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to call it. Now, initially, the talk was immediately that he should be cut, fined, whatever. They were discussing that. Now, I... When I initially heard that, someone at work asked me did I think he was going to be around for a long time. My initial thought was Mm -hmm. knowing and understanding the type of businessman and person that Jeffrey Lurie, who by the way is Jewish, is, I really didn't think that he would cut him because of the money situation or whatever you want to do. But I just say, I just felt, I just had a gut feeling that knowing the person that he is, knowing the type of owner that he is, that Deshaun Jackson would probably not get cut. Mm -hmm. And I said he would definitely get a hefty fine, Mm -hmm. which he did. And excuse me, he will have a plethora of work to do on and off the field. Right. more so off the field than on it. This is it. his first incident. He never, he it's not his first incident, but yeah. this okay. is the first one of this sorry, this magnitude. Right. Um, so there was a lot of talk you know, within the first several days or so. And again, me, I have to do my research. I like to do my research before mm-hmm. I bring things to the table so I can give you my opinions and my take on right. what was already said. Right. And I have to bring it to you in like we say in our description in our group from the level that we can all understand, like the doctor or medical people would say in layman's terms. Right. Okay. Now, he has again, like I said, he has since apologized twice. He has spoken with a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. He has set up time to speak with a rabbi to learn more about the Jewish culture. Another NFL player, Julian Edelman, yeah. reached out to him and basically said, look, have lunch with him. we'll yeah. talk. We'll sit down and talk. We're going to have this conversation that nobody that we that nobody wants to have. Uncomfortable okay? This uncomfortable conversation that nobody wants right. to have. Right. I'll take you to the mm-hmm. Jewish museums and, and whatever. And in turn, African you America. take me to the African Museum right. and we'll learn each other's culture that way. Yeah, that right. way we'll be able to spread the wealth. Yeah, okay? I like that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Excellent. And in his apologies, I think Deshaun realized mm-hmm. what he did. Actually, he realized what he said made a lot of noise. Yeah. A lot more noise than he expected it to. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, when that tweet came out, I think it was in the heat of the moment right. for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not going to say I condone it, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Right. Like I said, again, when we said prior to this, the second segment, mm-hmm. the climate that we're in, right. it was, in my opinion, slightly understandable. Um, could he have chosen a better choice of words? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could he have said things different? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like I said, at the time, after I did my research, in my opinion, I think that was a heat of the moment thing for mm-hmm. him. But again, he is, has been very sincere, very apologetic, mm-hmm. and very willing to do everything that he needs to do to get this thing quelled or get it get it squashed Mm -hmm. okay um so in my thought process about that when i first my first conversation i thought about everything that went on with the Eagles, the ownership and all of that and it brought me to one point that i remember and i'm sure plenty of people will also remember this. There was one guy who I receiver named Raleigh Cooper. <laughs> oh, boy. And ironically, Sean Jackson was on that team yeah. at the time. How about Raleigh Cooper? Raleigh Cooper made some racial comments live, verbally, in public. Mm-hmm. He was drunk talking about the word. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He made his statements verbally, yeah. out loud, live, and in public. He wasn't cut. In essence, he got another contract. Yeah, he did. Okay. Now, you flash forward to Deshaun Jackson again. Like I said, he could have done things in a different way. Absolutely. Right. But it it all goes back to those two words again. Tolerance. And what was the other one? Tolerance and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Okay? You want to include us, and when I say us, I mean African Americans, we are included when it's feasible, when it's comfortable for them. But at any time, and I'm talking about the racist, I'm not talking about all culture. I'm talking about the racist side of that um, culture. Right. But when it's feasible for you, it's comfortable for you, beneficial for you, you include us. Mm-hmm. Hey, Auntie Joe, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh no chill. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. So when you use those two words again and we relate them to this the Sean Jackson situation, wow. tolerance. Again, like we all said, myself, Frank. Shawana chimed in earlier. Mm-hmm. We've tolerated for way too long. Mm-hmm. We have continually tolerated. Absolutely. And again, it's about time. We've had enough. Mm-hmm. There has to be a change. It, it has to be something done. And Deshaun Jackson, African-American male professional athlete from L.A., mm-hmm. he knows the struggle. Yes, okay. Sure. And I constantly tell you all, racism does not discriminate. Mm -hmm. We have seen the stories where it goes from the average Joe, as we like to say, one of myself, Frank, and everybody else that's tuned in right now, all the way up to professional athletes, actors, wealthy. It it stretches all the way across the board. Mm -hmm. There's no section or whatever that's cut out. It's complete all the way across the board. So, again tolerance tolerance level is up the it's way over it, it, that tolerance meter is busted mm-hmm. okay that inclusion it's coming Right. cause we gonna make it happen Right. and the way we gonna include is kinda like Biggie's song mm-hmm. we gonna kick in the door yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. the way it's gonna happen mm-hmm. it's the way it has to happen because if it doesn't happen that way then again they will give us enough on certain times to calm us down and somewhat pacify us or satisfy us. Mm-hmm. and it'll be dry for a bit, and then it'll start over again. Same, we'll start. So we're going to be included. Right. and see, the fear is, once we unite, they have no win. Yep. They know that we know that They know that we know that. very powerful and very educated. Yep. And they don't believe it. Yeah. I'm just not I'm not gonna say educate. I'm gonna say smart. Yeah. Street smart a little bit, a little I'm, bit just, I'm gonna say smart right, right. because it co- smart can cover a broad spectrum. Common sense, yeah. Okay. And we all know common sense is not common. Yeah, sure. We know that. <laughs> it's a known fact. It's a known fact. Common sense is not common. Everybody does not have common sense. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about somebody that has apparently has no common sense. You got a lot of money on And this. her name is again, Kelly Loftler. Right. Yeah, Part owner of, of the Atlanta Dream, no, no common, common sense, sense whatsoever. All that brain, no common okay, sense. Mm-hmm. now, ironically, in this whole picture, <laughs> and I'm not sure how many people know this, mm-hmm. but Jeffrey Lurie also owns a production company, mm-hmm. and yeah, ironically, yeah. Yep. he just completed a deal with Disney, and they have a short film or docu series or whatever. On, guess who? Sean. Sure? No. Um. I'm going to say it in a minute, but I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. Uh, Shawana says, bowl on bowl, if it was common. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, Jeffrey Lurie, ironically, in this whole situation, has a production company, if money of you did not know. He just did a deal with Disney. Mm-hmm. He completed, I think it's a docu-series or something. And it's on... Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. you. Oh, wow. So, again, <laughs> here we are going back to the beginning of what I said, the type of person that I, I feel like Jeffrey Thank Lurie, Lurie that's is. Crazy. That's the guy he's, he, he's not, and I mean, he has. Deshaun Jackson has since talked to Jeffrey Lurie, he has talked to Harry Roseman, mm-hmm. and they laid out a stern list of things that he needs to do. Yeah. And I agree. How we another Jewish man. So they, they have laid out a, a strategic plan for Deshaun Jackson to, mm. you know, get it, get back to where he was. I have no issues with that. Um, and again, I didn't feel that he should be cut. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, he made a mistake. However tragic the mistake was, he made a mistake. But the difference in him making a mistake and with a lot of other people making a mistake right. is he sincerely apologized. He's sincere and he is on board mm-hmm. wholeheartedly with doing everything he needs to do to make things right. Right. Or make them as right as he can. Exactly. Okay. I mean, we can go back to talking about Drew Brees oh. when we brought this thing up again. Mm-hmm. And again, like we said all of the racists wanted to go and talk about Colin Kaepernick, bring him up again and mm-hmm. talk about his protest was disrespectful to the flag. The military, yeah. People, all walks of life, do your damn research before you open your mouth. Colin Kaepernick's protest was not any the- way, shape, or form directed toward a piece of cloth. The black people with it, was Cops black people. it was about Jackie It was about The oppression and the injustices that were going on in minority communities all across the country that have been going on and continue to go on now. And and now you see it now. Prior to that, Mm -hmm. before his protest, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people probably don't know this, he spoke with a Caucasian Vietnam veteran who gave him the approval... To make that stand and protest to take that knee, after he heard Colin Kaepernick's agenda, not to get off and go back in the cap. They're talking about he got benched, and that's the reason why he came. Out. No, so no, I mean, had not, nothing it, to that do, that do with, with that bitch. Okay, that's what hates man. I'm see, dude, it, they, they see, the problem is, the problem is, is, they want to control. I tell you all the time, they want to they control been, the narrative. Uh, they want to control it. it. Yeah. So, <clears> getting <throat> back to where I was going, yeah. and I talk about Deshaun Jackson and Drew Brees. Drew Brees said what he said. Then he made an apology. Right. But that apology was only pressured. Right. That was bullcrap. Okay. It was a bullcrap apology. And it was only after his teammate, Malcolm Jenkins, dug in his ass right. and said something about it. You know what my mom um, told me Dave? She said, you all, me real quick. She said, the first time you open your mom, girl, is what you go through. You, you got to stick you meant, with it. You, meant, you, meant, you know, you meant it for got to stick heart. it. So don't Shawana, come in and apologize. Shawanda okay. comes in and says, mm-hmm. you're asking people to read and comprehend what they are reading. Research means nothing to these people. Right. It's all about what's happening in front of them, but they don't know why. Right. Absolutely. And this is why I take pride in doing my research before I put things on social media. Right. Before I bring them to you live on air. Because I know people are watching. Right. I know they're watching. Right. And cuz I check my social media feeds, I know you I check them. I follow you too. Dude. But I check them right in more ways than a lot of people check. Like a lot of people check their social medias because it's fun for them. And, and I have no issues with that. My angle with this social media, that's my that's my platform. It's business, it's business. It's business for me and that's my platform. Mm-hmm. So I have to uphold my integrity. Yeah. And everything that I give you, mm-hmm. anytime I give it to you, is my opinions and my opinions alone. Yep. After I've done some research, Mm -hmm. okay? So, Shawana, thanks for that, and you are absolutely right. The problem becomes where people don't want to read. They see what they see from the media, they see what they see on social media, and then they just react, Yeah. okay? If you pay attention, the media, let's talk about media, Mm -hmm. not social media. Social media is supposed to be fun. Well, I feel. It's supposed to be fun. Well, but like I said, I chose a different angle right. with my social media because of what I'm doing right now. Business, yeah. mm-hmm. But, speaking of just media, mm-hmm. we all know what the media's job is. To sell papers. <laughs> not to get on that. but yeah. it's to sell, sell papers. Oh, yeah. Negative papers. To right. give you something to think about right. on the news if right. you watch the news. Right. Okay? Well, not so much. The news is supposed to report what's going on around you, but right. as far as media... They want to sell papers. They want to sell magazines. Yeah. So they are going to give you stuff that's going to have you. And then when they give it to you, they give it to you the part where they say, oh, well, this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, damn. I need to read this. But then you don't read it. Yeah. You read parts that you want to read. Right. And in doing that, you miss the message. Yeah. Whatever message is given, you miss it. Because mm-hmm. you're seeing what you want to see. Not what's actually there on paper. We heard bull crap, yeah. Right? So, getting back to this media thing, again, I applaud Woj, Adrian Wojanowski, for defending. Mm-hmm. And I also applaud the plethora of professional athletes, mm-hmm. LeBron James being one, which is the major name, so I'm using that oh, yeah. name right now, right, right. who are in support right. of him. Yeah. Okay? And, again, that goes into tolerance, inclusion. Those are going to be the two words of the day. They probably be the two words of the week. Okay, I didn't have a A T-shirt today. I didn't have a T-shirt today, whatever, but I skipped the week. But (laughs) now we got some better stuff. I mean, inclusion and tolerance, Tolerance. I think, are going to be the words of the week. They're definitely the words of the day for right now. So, all in all, to boil it down with this Deshaun Jackson, issue if you will like i said i've read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and of course steven jackson has chimed in and is in support of deshaun jackson yes, and one him. tweet that steven jackson put out mm-hmm. and i'm going to read it okay actually i'm going to read a couple of things one of the things he said is that he just read the statement by Deshaun Jackson Mm -hmm. and he said he's speaking the truth you know he didn't hate nobody but he's speaking the truth of the facts that he knows and trying to educate others so what I'm going to take from that in my opinion Mm -hmm. Stephen Jackson is saying that what he said he felt was not wrong Mm -hmm. what he said was a point to where we are tolerance Mm -hmm. tolerated enough Okay, and it goes back to the other point I mentioned, Sean Jackson. People are going to listen because of who he is. Yeah. It's, just is he he, he, he it's just that simple. Just that simple. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, not so much from the heart, right. but again, like Shawana also said, people read and don't comprehend. Right. You read that. People read that, and immediately right. they saw Adolf Hitler. Oh, he's a racist. He's coming against the Jews. This, that, and the third. Mm. Read the whole thing. Yeah. Read between the lines, as we like to say, yeah, yeah. a lot of times. Okay you'll get the whole story. Right. Take your time and read. Right. All right? The other thing Stephen Jackson says is, Free. but y'all don't want us to educate ourselves. If if it's talking about black race, about the black race, y'all ain't saying nothing about it. They killing us, police killing us and treating us like sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> Racism at an all-time high, but ain't none of you NFL owners mm-hmm. spoke up on that. Mm-hmm. None of your teams spoke up on that. But the same team had a receiver, and he mentions it here. Mm-hmm. What we just say, Riley Cooper, right. who said the N word publicly. Yeah, he got an extension, a new contract. And there it is. Yeah. So, Remember that. another post from Steven Jackson, and I quote To whom it may concern, right. your racist pain doesn't hurt more than the next racist pain. Don't act like your hardships are more devastating than ours. And you wonder why we fighting for equality. Common sense ain't common. Truth hurts. Never waste time explaining to people who never supported you anyway. Free game. End quote. I'm going to leave you all with that for right now. It is 1156. Four minutes to the top of the hour. 12 o'clock, noontime, lunchtime. When we come back. We got a plethora of Sixers stuff to get to. I want to get. I definitely want to get to that. So Sixers fans, stay tuned. You are coming up next. It's Your boy D. It's your boy Frank. See you on the other side in just a couple of minutes. Please. It's the morning rush. Get Your soda, your coffee, your tea, your juice, whatever floats your boat. Live on the heat. Yeah. on the heat on hundred radio. Wait. Wait. Red podcast. Sixers top Approaching the restart July 30th for the NBA We are also back Facebook Live So everybody come on back Chat with us, chop it up with us mm-hmm. Now We know, like I mentioned earlier We got 17 days until the start Of the new NBA season yeah. 17 days Long awaited Long awaited yeah. I mean, I, I was actually excited over the 4th of July, over the holiday weekend, or the 4th of July weekend, when the again. TBT started. Yeah. yeah, At least I had some basketball to watch. Yeah. And of note, it was extra special. Leak, what's going on? It was extra special because a Philly team in it, somebody that I know very close was coaching. Again, shout-out to Kyle Sample. Congratulations to you for that sure. run. Unfortunately, it didn't go the way you guys wanted it to go. But nonetheless, Kyle, you make you are definitely making a name for yourself. I'm proud of you, Youngie. Proud right. of you. Keep it up, okay. Yeah. Now getting back to this, like I said, basketball is coming back. Seventeen days. Yeah. Jeez. Teams are in Orlando. They're getting practices and the they're going to start their training. Media, they have selected media that is actually staying in the bubble as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things going on in the bubble. A lot of mixed views about the situation. Right. So you know you have players on a lot of teams that have opted out. Some star players Mm -hmm. for some teams that have opted out. I mean, others are are injured that can't play, wouldn't play anyway. But there are others, um, star players or key players for teams that have opted out because of the uncertainty. I'm not going to necessarily call them scared. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the uncertainty. Okay, Because we know it's here, so there's no reason to be scared. It's just the uncertainty. Uh, Talking about the Sixers and one of the things i liked about this particular person's comments um not only be, not only because i like this person as a player and as a person and although i think he could do a lot more on the court uh one joel mb and in this not initially but in this whole thing joel Embiid's mind frame was that he was not completely sold on the restart of the nba Okay, not not a, not a you know not really sold on it, but I like actually I love what he said, and I'm paraphrasing so bear with me. What he said was he was not comfortable with it because he didn't think that everyone there was going to follow the rules as they supposed to, and I totally get that. Right. Okay, right. But what he went on to say was that he's going to go. He's going to do his job. It's right. going to represent for the city like he has been doing mm-hmm. for his career. And just because of his uncertainty, he's not going to look. He's not going to you know neglect the city, neglect mm-hmm. his job. He is definitely going to go. Right. And just a little bit from him, and I quote: right. "I hated the idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like with everything that has been going on, it's unfortunate what's been going on in the world." Obviously, people look at it in a different way. There might be some other reasons behind everything going on. To me, that part never mattered. To me, all I want is to stay healthy and stay safe. No issues with that. Keep the people around me safe. No issues with that. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm able to live for a long time and not have any sort of consequences in the future from this if I were to be in a situation where I was... Getting the virus. End quote. Mm-hmm. I, I applaud him for that. Again, he goes on to say, and I quote Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of the idea, but then again, I'm going to do my job. Right. I'm not going to let the city down. I'm going to represent my city. That's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. My family, my teammates. The mindset doesn't change. It doesn't matter the fact that I don't like the idea and I still don't believe in it. I don't think it's going to be safe enough. That's just a little bit mm-hmm. from you know what Joel M B said. But like I said, I applaud him right. for being open minded. He always was like that. that and here we go. What about this? Using some common sense. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. I praise him for that and I try to do that. I just said that and I'm sure it's people tuned in and listening it's like, but why did he say something about Joel and common sense and you should have listened to what I said. Mm-hmm. I told you that he said he has not been in favor of the idea. Like, okay. I mean, he must have done sure, no. it. No, okay. Yeah. But still, just in favor of the And like I said, because he preempted it by saying that he didn't feel like everyone was going to do what they're supposed to do. That's common sense. Yeah, he's telling the truth, too. You know, it's yeah. truth. That's real real. 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 because like we talked about or I talked about when this pandemic first started, I've been places in public where I've seen people use the restroom and not wash their hands. I've seen people do other things and not wash their hands. So I get what he's saying. And to me, it's common sense because he also went on to say, Mm -hmm. although I don't agree with it, I have a job to do, and I'm going to do my job. You can't be mad at that. Right. Why you, you can't be mad at that. There's right. no way you can be upset with this man for saying that he has an issue with the bubble because he backed it up by saying he's going to do his job. And I've seen pictures. He's there. Yeah, seen him too. on the practice court. Yeah, so mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing wrong with that for me, you know. So other players have also had concerns. You know, it's a lot of players that have had concerns. And like we said, this is where Westbrook one I Westbrook one of them. I don't think so. But this is where we talk about how people are who they are. Okay. uh Josh Richardson has some issues about it as well, but he's also there. These guys are doing their job. Okay. Now, I've just got to chime in. Deshaun Jackson has just in, accepted an invitation from a Holocaust uh, victim to go and talk with him. So, see, he's doing everything. And just to piggyback on that real quick, when we talked about Raleigh Cooper, they didn't send Raleigh Cooper to the African-American Museum. Raleigh Cooper didn't go visit uh, Elijah Muhammad. Not Elijah Muhammad. Uh, he didn't go <laughs> see anybody, Al sharpen anybody, talk to them about anything. He got another. He got an extension on the contract. Yeah. It's just my. It's just I'm my. Sure. It's just my little <laughs> knockup. That's all. I'm about to say just my little. Just my little soapbox. You know, okay. It's there, yeah. It's just my little soapbox. So, you know, Josh Richardson has high expectations for the team. He was another who was not actually privy to what was going on right. around the situation, and right. I'm looking at the angle and where I want to go. So, I want to start with this before. And the last thing I think I'm probably going to get into is we're going to talk a little bit about the eight games that the Sixers oh, yeah, will play for their two, seeding. Yeah, two more weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> One of the things. Um, says Shake Milton and Ben Simmons' pick and roll could be in the near future. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a lot of people think about that. Now, I am a Sixers fan. Right. But I also am a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. A basketball coach a former player and a referee right. so I, I constantly look at basketball a lot more a lot differently than most mm-hmm. okay so i can see a ben simmons shake milton pick and roll um, because of their size because of their skill set it's possible you know i can understand where shake milton says that Ben Simmons makes the game so easy for everybody else because he's so quick with the ball. He's so decisive and he wants to make the passes. He will he's a willing passer. He'll make the passes. So that's one thing that could possibly work out um pretty well for the Sixers. Uh more development with FurCon. Gotta pick the spots now. It's money time now. You got eight games to maybe jostle up from that sixth spot. So you, you got to do it strategically, Brett Brown. You got to play your spot. Yeah, you, you got to pick your spots, and you got to take advantage of what you have on this roster. Um, they talk about Joel Embiid's media appearances first. His first on concerns and playing in Orlando. I mean, Joel's gonna be who he is when he comes to talk to the media. He's twenty-two, twenty-three years old. You have to. You have to accept it. I think he's like 24. He might be 24, but he's still young. Yeah, yeah. So his playfulness is something that goes along with his age age demographic. Well, Shaq was just a fun-loving guy. Shaq was still somewhat silly, for lack of a better word, when he was older towards the end of his career. But that's just Shaq's nature. And I think Joel has a little bit of that nature in him too. But I'm putting it now on him being... 20 something years and old forward, like and, years. and like i always tell people when they talk to me about ben simmons and Joel and b i always pose this question to people and they say they're not doing this and they're not doing that and some of the stuff i agree with but overall in the big picture i like to pose to people when concerning these two guys what were you doing so perfect at 24 22 23 years old i was 22 i was i was Nobody can honestly give me a true answer of What they I'm were doing sure. perfect So I'll leave it at that But you no. get my point yeah. You know You, you kind of get my point Michael Hunter Thanks for tuning in You, you get my point point. 20, 22 to 24 years old There's a lot of play there a You know what I'm saying You take away that they're professional athletes So the play might not be As much as we would be you As the average money. Joe they get, they get big, But big yeah. It's still there Yeah. It's still there yeah. It's their age demographic It's in them Okay, um, A lot of people are expecting, including himself, Joel, to turn a page in his book, start a new chapter, and dominate as he should. I, I, for one, am actually anxious to see that because some of the greats have said that if he gets focused, he could be the best center in the league. He's arguably the best center in the league right now. Yeah, he needs to stay on that block. But he could be the best center in the league. By far. Okay. Yeah. Now, you just said stay on the block. I I don't necessarily mean... I don't necessarily need him to stay on the block. I want him to do a lot more work on the block. Because of the makeup of this roster, there is going to be times, possibly in transition maybe in the breakdown of a half-court set where he might be at the three-point line. But I want him to be selective. I trust him shooting that shot, but again, it, I want him to be selective. Right, right. Like, I want it to be in those situations. If it's a transition and Ben's pushing it and nothing happened and he's attacked the rim, Joe's trailing because he's got the rebound and he's wide open, let that fly. If the half-court set breaks down, and because of the rotations you happen to be out of the three-point line, it gets kicked, you're wide open, shoot it. I don't want you to catch the ball at the beginning of the set mm. and work the guy and settle for that three. Yeah. If you're at the top of the key in the beginning of the, of the set, yeah. I want you to give it up yeah, and work yourself down. Imagine. Not even set shot. Yeah. I want you to give it up at the top in the beginning of the set, and you get it, which that play that I hate that the Sixers do, they come down, Ben Simmons hands it off to Joe, and he comes back around and gets it back. They said you do the same thing with TJ. I hate that. Yeah. Because that's where he gets caught up in shooting that three. Yeah. If you get it caught up, if you get in that situation, I need you to tell Ben to give it back. Or swing the ball and then you go down low. Right, right. Like I said, I need you to be selective. Right. Very selective with that three-point come shot. On, like I said, hey, uh, what's going on? I'm glad you tuned in, uh. I know you got some stuff to say about Mr. M B. But again, like I said, I need you to be extremely selective in that three point shot. Because I don't want you to get hung up on it like you have in the past. Call call, he's not online, but before we went on our breaks, he said uh he think Ben Simmons gonna lead the uh the bubble in three, points, three pointers. I don't think Ben Simmons gonna lead the bubble in three pointers. Um, he said in he my opinion, good. I don't want him to shoot the three right now. He might be working on that thing. I don't want him to shoot the three he's so big so fast and so strong transition he did kill it I think if he got a mid range jump shot or if he shot the mid range jump shot he would possibly DJ be he, said, he oh, would possibly yo. be unstoppable be like LeBron. Um. he would probably be better than LeBron probably, yeah. probably. And, and I say that because younger hungrier, better he's footwork, younger better footwork he's younger I can't say he's more of a basketball cerebral than LeBron just yet. Is that but his potential of consistently wanting to make the right basketball play, in my opinion, could eventually give him an edge over LeBron. Not now, no, but eventually. Maybe. You know, And it's yeah. also the age thing too, no, right. so I say eventually. He's younger, yeah. But I don't need him to shoot three the three-pointers right now. Okay. Okay. Like I said to people before, right. way back when, in my opinion, Ben Simmons is not a point guard. He is a guard. He is playing point guard. What is so, it? I think he's a forward. Yeah. He's freaking 6'10". Yeah. I mean, the only ones that had the true skill set that I can remember, As, uh, or most recently that were that uh-huh. close to that size, were Magic and Jalen Rose. Imagine. Because they played point guards their whole careers. College. If you look at Ben Simmons, he didn't play point guard yeah. until he got to the pros. Yeah. So he's playing point guard in my opinion. And in my opinion, as a coach, under the tutelage of my uncle, Skip Moore, who is tuned in right now, I need my point guard to be the extension of me as the coach on the floor. Right. I need my point guard to be able to control the situations when the half-court set breaks down. When there's nothing in the transition, I need him to know to pull it out and run a play. Right. I also need like CB3. my point guard to instruct my big, get down on the block. That's where you're going to get your money. That's where you're going to earn your money. Get on there. the block. I told, that's what i told everybody. But hear me out. All right. Okay, it all goes into play. Now, I also need my point guard to be able to shoot a mid-range jump shot because if you know anything about basketball, a mid-range jump shot is a foul shot, 15-footer, yeah. and in. It's a foul shot. I also need my point guard to be able to shoot free throws yeah. so because late in the game, shot. you're going to have the ball. Yeah, you're going to get fouled. Okay, and the way the NBA is set up now, you don't shoot high. They're going to foul you, and they yeah, can and do no, that thing saying. where you don't even come to the ball. You could be on the other end of the court. They'll foul you, and you'll shoot free throws. You make one or two. I need my point guard to be able to make free throws. He better. Okay, so that's still a work in progress, in my opinion. But if you flip that and we go back to what we talked about in the very beginning, the Shake Milton, excuse me, the Shake Milton and Ben Simmons pick and roll, or even the Shake Mil- I mean uh, Ben Simmons, Joel and pick and roll, could be very scary. Better than John Stockton, Carl Hill? <laughs> Yes. Now I I couldn't stand. Yes. The and the reason I say that is because they're more athletic. Yeah. Okay. Joel Embiid, although I don't like it a lot, he can catch at the foul line and take two dribbles and get to the bucket. Yeah. As opposed to him, me wanting him to be on the block more and dominate on the block. But Ben Simmons can do the same thing. He's 16. They both can get to the cup. They can euro step, they can dribble, handle enough. They they handle enough to get their shot. Yeah. So their pick and roll could be very scary. Right. And now you have uh, Berkhoff, the shooter, that you really didn't have consistently. You got Furkan Korkoff, Quirk who's growing. Harris, right? You got Tobias Harris. I'm going to get to Tobias Harris in a second. Yes. Then you got Sheikh Millen. So it can work. Right. And, and it could be scary. Right. Okay. Now, speaking of Tobias Harris. And I like my wife like him a lot. I, need, I like him now, yeah. but I need Tobias Harris. And like I said, my opinion, I need Tobias Harris to show me that he can be an all-star. He was almost an all-star in the, with the Clippers before the he came here. Too, yeah. But I need him to be a lot more aggressive mm. in specific or certain moments of the game. Yeah. Where I think he does things, but I think I need him to do it more. He needs to be more concerted aggressively yeah. Yeah. at attacking things um, on the court. Right. So, and bottom line... It's all on Brett Brown. He's the one that's got to put it is there, together. Is there a rumor he fired, they go out it's two a possibility. I, I don't know. It's been a lot of chatter. Rounds? How many rounds? Do you, yeah, it's it been down. a lot of chatter. In my opinion, Five. he's in my opinion. He has He's got to go out. If he he's got to go past the second round initially, first that's right. my first thought. Right, right, But if I had to give it a learning curve, he has to go through. That second round, kind of like the Toronto series that they lost in the seven, in game, that was game six? Seven. Seven. But you got to be more aggressive. You got to go out fighting harder than what you did in that round. In that round. That, that's I just my that. opinion. Y'all would have won the chip. Y'all would have beat the Toronto Raptors. That's just my, I think, I think they would have won the chip too. You know, people. I think, like again, I think this eight-game session is going to bode well for them. So yeah. before we end up, let, let's get through this. We're gonna get through this kind of quickly, all mm-hmm. right. We're gonna go through these Sixers. they are eight games for seeding, all right. So if you didn't know, the twenty-two teams that were invited to the bubble mm-hmm. were all the teams that had a chance to make the playoffs, right? All right, the teams that were definitely out were not invited. Okay, Stan, thanks for tuning back in. So again, like I mentioned, also you got teams that have key players that have opted out or are injured. Okay. Um, other things have happened. You have some teams that have key players that have tested positive for coronavirus. Mm. Okay, so each team is going to have eight games to play to either possibly keep their seed or jostle a little bit, move up, move down, whatever. Mm. Then there's going to be teams that are close that will be able to sneak in if they can or whatever. So, Minnesota. Sixers' first game against the Lindiana Pacers. That's a tough match. Scrappy team, but no victory over the Depot. That's right. uh, No Victor Oladipo. He he opted out. Oh, he opted out, yeah. So even with what they have on the roster, I think Malcolm Brogdon opted out too, or Malcolm Brogdon had tested positive. Malcolm Brogdon tested positive for COVID-19. So you don't know his status yet. You don't know if he'll be there for this game. But all in all, with the Sixers looking the way they are, I think they can take this game. That would give them some wiggle room with the Pacers, because they're like tied around with the Pacers with that damn seven six. spot. Okay. Six or six spot, whatever. Yeah, so I think beating spot. them would, would give do a lot for them. Um, game two is against the San Antonio Spurs, who yeah. are without LaMarcus Aldridge, I'm gonna say who injured. Crazy. He went under surgery. So, they got Pop. Yeah. yeah, but Pop ain't playing. Yeah, true. Okay. True. And I'm not taking nothing away from Pop. I, like, I love Pop as a coach. Me too. But again, like I said, the bottom line... Pop ain't out there on the court. Right. Okay? So I think Mm -hmm. with the Sixers' makeup of their roster, Mm -hmm. where they are extremely super lengthy, all the way way across the board, Mm -hmm. they're lengthy. Right. They beat them too. Um, I think they can beat them. The Washington Wizards, we know we can beat them because they were just barely in the mix. They're one of the teams that were fighting to make it up to the top to get into the playoffs. Another one. The Orlando Magic game seven. Hmm. I mean game four. They can beat them, too. I think they can beat them. Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic really doesn't have any star power. See, my, you have yeah. you have a questionable star in Aaron Gordon, but his, his consistency is yeah. Uh, yeah. a little shaky. So I can't really put him as a legit star. I say he's he's a potential star. When they start playing Miami, okay. that's, that's when the competition. Um. Is. Miami is good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, then you go to Portland. Yeah. That's going to be a tough game. The uncertainty—I'm not sure if Dame is going to be there or not. He but gonna play, he said he's going to play. But I remember, and I just watched it last week. They replayed that game on Comcast SportsNet. Sixers against Portland in Portland. Right. Dame put in some work on us, right. but the Sixers did what they do—buck down and play defense like they right. do. They're one of the top defensive teams in the league. Right. So they bucked down and they ended up winning that game. Yeah. At the end. So, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know about that one. Again, I think the Sixers' length will have them in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just don't know where Dane may be and CJ may be. That might be tough. Oh, the Phoenix Suns. Up and coming. They're not ready yet. Uh, as far as players make up for the roster, I don't think they're ready. I think they're still too young. Baby. But... Dangerous. But the safety blanket they have is their head coach who used to be here with the Sixers, Monty Williams. It's just that. That's just it. I mean, you know, like I said, I I don't think they're mature enough yet to make a serious push because of their their, their age, their their youth. But, again, I think their their support, their backbone, is going to be their coach, Monty Williams, who I think is an awesome coach as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was game six. You got game seven, the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Always tough. Um, there's no Kawhi Leonard there now. Mm-hmm. But always tough because they're just scrappy and gritty. Doing that. I don't know what their situation is with uh, Van Vleet, but I think the Sixers can beat them. Finally, their last game, Houston Rockets. Yeah. Tough one. Take it out. Tough one. They might lose that one. But hopefully, looking at the other seven games, when they get to that game at the eighth and final game, it might not mean so much. Most line, might might not, might it might not. Mean. I don't slide. know. They, I hope they slide. I, hold them, I want them to slide up to the three. Was, last, was it last year? It was they, like five or something. Yeah, I want them to slide up to the three. I want them to bump Boston and move up to that three seed. Yeah, that was the three seed last year. And then they would probably end up playing, it in, playing Indiana in the first round. And then they would probably get the Bucs in the second round. And I think they can beat the Bucks. It's just Diesel. what it is. I think they can beat the Bucks. Yeah, Ooh. They beat the Bucks on Christmas Day. And, I mean, you talk about the makeup of the Bucks, And everybody put them, yeah. as far as the contenders, the favorites that come out of the East. Maybe. You, you look at it on paper. If I had to just look at those, if I looked at their rosters hey, on paper, Damn. without the team name, knowing what I know today, and just looked at the roster, knowing what I know about basketball, Mm -hmm. if I had to pick between them, just looking at the rosters on paper, I would pick the Sixers still. Just because of the makeup, and like I said, just because of the makeup of the roster. I would pick them because of what the skill set and the talent that the Sixers have on that roster. I would actually uh, pick them a little bit over the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, we got... Seventeen days, and then it's all going to be I hope no, no what it is. I hope so, I think the, outlet, the good outlook the outlook for the Sixers it, it can be very bright. You got a prediction? I'm not making can, any predictions. Can be, can be it's finals? too it's too shaky for me right now because, like I mentioned in the very beginning when I first started talking about the restart, there there are going to be some sloppy games. Upsets. And there are going to be some upsets, there, but there are going to be some sloppy games to start. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and then you've got teams that are jostling to get in, yeah. that might- are going to bring their A games. Minnesota? Mm-hmm. You know? So, for me, it's tough right now, so I'm going to stay away from making a prediction other than saying that. Or- I think the Sixers have a really good chance. It, it it's just got to come together. That's is how I feel about Maybe it. the, old the roster, Lakers versus the Sixers. No, it, no. It's, somebody predicted that. I think one of the guys on ESPN. Yeah, I think Lakers it might have been Kenny Sixers. Smith or yeah. Charles Barkley yeah, that Sixers. predicted them, the Lakers and the Sixers, that old because with what they have, like they showed, they went out to L.A. They beat the Lakers here, then they beat the Clippers out there. So they split with both of those teams, the top two contenders in the West. They split with them. So they can beat them, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, in a series, mm-hmm. LeBron a. in a series, I don't know how I would we go with either of one of them. I don't know how I would go with either one of them in a series. It would be just tough. It would be a hard for our series. It would probably go six or seven games with both teams. It's just, just how I feel, but I think. You're good. The media, um, the media love it, too. The you know, be high. but all in all, Especially I the think the... Sixers had, have a great opportunity in front of them. Um, again with the makeup of their roster, with the addition of Ryan Burkhoff, I hope that they use that adjustment and keep it because it worked well for them. With bringing Al Horford off the bench, who appears to be okay with that, and I think that would help the Sixers a lot because I think Al could be that glue mm-hmm. on that second unit with Furkan, Shake Milton. Few other people, Mike Scott, you know. So, so I think that the the Sixers' outlook is very, very bright. Uh And you know, it it's gonna be tough. Like I said it's gonna be tough because these guys haven't actually played basketball in months. So anybody that has played a sport, if you lay off for a month, you're going to be rusty. Like we said, there's going to be some sloppy games. Um, we talked previously in the past about the poor refereeing in all the sports. We're going to see some of that as well oh, because yeah. the referees got to get back in shape. They got to they got to get back used to keeping up with the speed of the game and the speed of the players. So it's going to be a bumpy road the first three, maybe half of the four, first three four games of this eight game um, seeding. Then I think the guys will get a rhythm. You think it's going to be stoppage? No stoppage. No, nah, I don't think so. One of the things I also like is the fact that they're all there. Really? So that brings me to the point about the Sixers. We all know what they were. The best home record, eh, not so good on the road. Mm. So now you kind of take the home court advantage away. No but no you take it away from everybody. It's not like taking it away from them solely. It's taking away from everybody. No no fans, Maybe no. except for Orlando, they might have a little bit of comfortability because that's where they are. They're from Orlando. Oh, they but they moved out of their facility and they're not playing... That so, it's not really home court, if you will. Right. So, the, I think the Sixers have enough on offense, if it's worked right, to succeed. Mm-hmm. They definitely play enough defense when they're focused on it you got to. to succeed. Right. And I'm just looking for the best. I mean, I... I I can't, like I said, it's too bumpy, too iffy with everything that's going on in the time frame of the gap for me to give a solid prediction, but I'm just going to stick with I think that their future uh, looks very bright in this restart. Um, One other quick note, and I'll probably get to more of this next week maybe. Um, We don't know what's going on with Zaire Smith, who was supposed to be a prospect for us don't know what's going on with his situation he's been off injured so we'll see how that plays out as well and the question that i asked last week or was was asked last week was did i feel or did i believe that the winner of this restart the championship would it Actually. be looked at at with an asterisk and a lot of people brought up that 50 50 game season when the spurs won it no. there was no real asterisk there I don't believe, I don't feel like it should be an asterisk on this because it was a stoppage uh, due to means beyond their control. There was nothing they could do to stop it, unlike the other one where there was a labor strike. So they had a play in that. This one, they didn't have a play in it. And again, the NBA has done everything, um, as far as I've seen, to attempt to make this a success, and I think it will be a success. So I think we'll have some good basketball when the playoffs start. Like I said, it'll be okay. The first, the eight games, they're going to be okay. They're not going to be great. They're just going to be okay. Like I said, because guys are going to be playing to get the rust off. They got to get comfortable with the yeah. facility and things of that nature. So it's a lot um, that that's going to go into it. So again, finally, like I said, the Sixers. I think their outlook is is very bright. Twelve thirty six, folks. That wraps up. Another episode, another show show. today. Thanks to everyone that tuned in.